there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Depression, that's my topic. You know, we've heard a lot about depression lately. People for the last year have been within their homes, within a restricted environment, within limited space, with few social contacts, with limited opportunity for creativity, for limited opportunity for expression, and so on. People have lived a life differently than they perhaps lived for the five or ten years before. So we come to a point now where life is beginning to normalize, beginning to open up. Thanks to uh, former President Trump, we have the vaccine. We have now the distribution of that vaccine. Uh, President Biden is encouraging more distribution, and that's good. And uh, the combination of having the vaccine and now having a Uh, An encouragement for the distribution works well together. But nonetheless, the people who have been withheld, or held up, if you will, in a small environment for a year, have experienced depression as they never have in the past. Now, the word depression is an important one because it indicates that somebody has had limited social experience, limited expressive experience. Mood is withheld. Mood is suppressed. Emotions are held within. Opportunities to talk and to open up and to discuss and to explore ideas have been limited. Depression is a mode or a mood or a state of mind which is suppressed, which is uh, withheld. It's as if it were in a box being held for some time in the future to be opened. Well, we find now that depression is on the increase. We have a higher level of depression today than ever in our history. And correspondingly to that, we're seeing an enormous increase in the amount of suicides and the number of suicides that have taken place over this past year. People that we would probably not have expected to have gone the route of suicide. But people who were perhaps depressed before then come to the pandemic and are even more depressed, and they see little opportunity to come out of that, and they find that life is really of little value. So suicide has become an enormously uh, high incident in our culture today. But to understand depression, it's important to understand it through the different myths, misunderstandings, irrational ideas about depression, untruths. Um, falsehoods about depression. Let me give you just a smattering of them because it not only tells you what depression is not, but it helps you understand what depression is. Okay? Here's myth number one. People who become depressed have weak characters. You know, that's not true at all. We know that. Even with people who have had strong and very vibrant character engage in depression, experience depression. One can have Character of outgoingness, social skills, social abilities, and yet be depressed. So character of an individual, truthfulness, honesty, integrity, um, responsibility, compassion, caring. Those are the kind of character traits. Even people with those character traits become depressed. Depression is not for certain people and not for others. It knows no boundaries. Depression permeates all types of people of all character backgrounds. Here's number two. Depression is shared equally among men and women. Well, that's not true. 
women tend to have more depression than do men. But now we're seeing in this pandemic, the number of depression increased with women, but also it's increased with men. But still, women tend to have more depression. There's a lot of speculation as to why that is the case. Here's one. If women are not assertive, are not expressive, and are not forthright in their expressing of their feelings, their thoughts, their ideas, they tend to hold that within them and become more depressed accordingly because they don't share, they don't interact, they don't participate in the dialogue that's going on in the community. They're more isolated because they don't speak. They're more withheld. Their feelings are withheld and they hold back even negative feelings and become more depressed. Here's myth number three. Depression is always caused by emotional distress. No, that's not true either. Sure, emotional distress is part of depression. But because a person is emotionally distressed, that means he's angry, he's frustrated, he's upset. Some people get depressed, stay depressed. But some people don't get depressed. There are a lot of angry people who do not become depressed. A lot of frustrated people do not become depressed. Depression is different than is frustration or anger or irritability or restlessness or feeling overwhelmed. Depression is a unique trait and quality of experience unto itself. Here's myth number four. Depression is unpleasant, but it cannot make you physically sick. Well, that's not true. Depression is well known to be one of the uh, factors that contribute to all kinds of physical sickness. Contributes to cancer. Contributes to heart disorders of various kinds and heart disease of various kinds. In other words, physical sickness often has either a component of depression that preceded the physical sickness or comes alongside of it and aggravates it and makes the physical sickness that much more pronounced. Here's myth number five. Your age has nothing to do with whether or not you are likely to become depressed. Well, that's not true. Children are depressed. Elderly people are depressed. Midlife people are depressed. Teenagers are depressed. People in the 60s are depressed. Depression comes at different times in life because of experiences and problems that emerge in their life at that particular point in time. People move away. People die. There are sources of support. There are sources of encouragement. There are sources of pleasure are taken away for some reason through death or through people moving or just ignoring you all of a sudden having different interests and so on. When you lose the sources of your rewards in life, you can become depressed no matter what age you are. Here's six. The blues cannot destroy your desire for romance. That's not true. Depressed people have a desire for romance. Non-depressed people have a desire for romance. Now, it may affect the degree to which you engage in romance and how you engage in it and how often you engage in it, but depressed people still have a desire for romance in their life. Here's number seven. A depressed person will always feel better in time, even without treatment. Well, that's not true. Yes, in in time, depression often kind of takes its course. Sometimes it's a year, sometimes it's a couple years. But with treatment, it goes faster and better and smoother and is more likely to stay away rather than to return and to be a repeat experience. So, it isn't just time. Time does help, but treatment helps even more so. Here's another one that is related to that. Treatment of a depression inevitably means years of psychotherapy. No, no. Sometimes depression can be treated in three or four sessions. 
Some kind of depression will, will be treated in five or six weeks or five or six months. It's not a lifetime necessarily. Now, there are some people who are in therapy for long term. That may be true. But that's not the majority of people. Majority of people are treated for the depression and then the depression resolves and they move on with their life. Now, here's the deal about treatment that one has to understand. And if you're depressed and, and in treatment, this is a very important point. Research has shown that if you're depressed, the most effective thing you can do is get into psychotherapy with a good therapist. I always say with a therapist who's mature, who's a little bit older, who's been around the block, who understands depression and who can work with you in your depression. Get into psychotherapy. Get into counseling. Absolutely. Now, if you want to increase your chances of overcoming the depression and improve your uh, quality of life, yeah, take a little medication for a period of time. Some people for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, or for a couple of years, but not for a lifetime. But with counseling or psychotherapy and a little medication, the combination has been found to be the most effective treatment program for depression. If you're taking medication by itself, that's the least effective. If your doctor is giving you medication for, for depression and does not refer you to a therapist, your doctor is doing you a disservice because all the research shows that if you just take medication for depression, you're not going to get well. You're going to be on medication for a long period of time. It's the combination of psychotherapy and a little medication together is the most effective. Make sure that's what you're doing if you are in a treatment program for depression at this time. Well, here's number nine. The psychological trigger for a period of depression is always obvious. No, it's not always obvious. Sometimes we know why we're depressed. Somebody very important to us moves away. Somebody important to us dies. Somebody important to us rejects us. Somebody important to us turns against us a trigger for depression. And sometimes those are kind of obvious. But sometimes they're very subtle. You don't know that that's why you're feeling depressed. Or you're anticipating somebody moving away or somebody changing their course of life that's going to mean you're going to be less likely to see them as often. Well, those are less obvious triggers, but nonetheless can be triggers for depression. Depression is always a result of some kind of loss. A loss of something that's pleasurable. A loss of something that's positive, a loss of something that's rewarding, a loss of something that's reinforcing to you, a loss that is something important to you. Here's number 10. You can treat yourself with medication to overcome, just as I indicated. Yes, you can, but by itself, not helpful, not very helpful. Here's number 11. You can help a depressed person with some old-fashioned pep talks. No, pep talks don't work for depression. You know, platitudes and pep talks of various kinds are nice. They're kind of fun to hear and reflect on and think about, but they're not the treatment of choice for depression. Depression needs more than a pep talk. Depression needs a change of lifestyle, a replacement of the losses that you've experienced in life. Here's number 12. An episode of depression is sure to leave scars. No, not necessarily. Yes, depression can leave a scar. That's true. But most depression does not. Most depression is an event, lingers for a period of time, and then it's over, and you move on. You'll remember it, but not a, it's not a trauma. It's not an emotional scar, necessarily. Now, that can be for some, but usually that's not the case. It's usually an episode. It's a time frame. It's a period of time that you go through, and then you move on with your life, and you become more effective and successful once again. So there you are. That's depression. Maybe that will help. And um, main thing is, Get out. Be with people. Assert yourself. Express yourself. Find pleasure. Find social engagement. 
Be physically active. Exercise. Walk. Get out where people are. Get out in the sunshine. Let your eyes take in the sun, the light of the sun, to give you that stimulation that you need in the brain. And you do much better in your social life and in your emotional life as a result of that. Okay, nice to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.